you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to another episode of... Fingers on buzzers. It's from very far away. It's a week. <laughs> Can you hear us on the other side? But people love seances and ghost things at the moment, don't oh, they? Oh, so, yeah. yeah I've, been, like I've been getting into uncanny. Yeah, well, but you know, that's what we should do. Let's do that for a future episode. We'll do a uh, spooky, spooky special. Spooky quiz. Yeah. Completely out of season as well. Oh, yeah. Spooky season. Everyone All year round, lads. Yeah, exactly. Halloween, schmalloween. Yeah. It's like people who only drink at New Year's. You know, we, we look oh. down on people who aren't spooky all year round. And uh, oh. You know what? Don't get me started on people who only go to the pub in December. Yeah, yeah. Just and clogging it up for the, the rest bar, of us. A oh. queue rather than waiting at the bar. A queue forms outwards from the bar, causing a fire hazard. Oh, oh it really annoys me. Honestly. Do you know what my husband uh, experienced recently, which apparently is a thing now, or maybe it always has been, but people doing a kitty on a night out, instead of buying rounds... People going, oh, hang on, um, actually, I'm not going to stay for the whole thing, yeah. so let's all put, like, a tenner in. But then nobody's got cash. It was just, it sounded like nightmare. No. What was wrong? The round system exists for a reason. And if you can't, if you're not staying, just buy your own drink. Yeah. 
But none of it put a kitty. It's just no. nonsense, isn't it? I think it's people need to have a bit more respect for the the spiritual home of quiz, the pub. which is the Great British Pub. Exactly, exactly. Know the rules. If you if if you don't understand the etiquette, stay away from the bar. Get someone else to go for you. Yes, <laughs> just exactly. hand your card over. Buy around, lovely. Jobs <laughs> exactly. are good. That's I'll I'll do it. Yes, if you ever buy need us one. to come down your pub and uh, show you how to order drinks, then we can absolutely do it. Well, in start fact, with the stout. We are going to be going to somebody's pub because uh, <gasps> yes. we have offered ourselves as pub quiz hosts or pub quiz companions. I think. Yes, which well, sounds, which, which, sounds which, like we're whichever, whichever the winner prefers, we can form a team with you. Or we can host your pub quiz. Yes. But this is an exclusive competition for people who are, you know, loyal enough and sensible enough <laughs> to have purchased our debut book, Fingers on Buzzers. Which is out now in all good bookstores and online. So do purchase that. And as a little incentive, later on, we're going to give you a little snippet from the audiobook, an excerpt. Uh, so I hope you will enjoy that later. But so we thought we would, for this episode, start off with a sort of literary uh, theme. Mm-hmm. Or we've got some books, basically. We've got books. So we've always got books. Yes. Shall we talk about the one that you've got? So yes. these are um, older books. The first one that you've got, Jen, is a present from lovely Alan Dunn. Oh, we were we were handed this. It's it's in immaculate condition as well. It's the Antiques Roadshow quiz book. Mm. Imagine such a thing. I know. Well, I don't need to imagine it anymore because it's here. Thanks to Alan. I would say it's it's not great for an audio format because it's very picture-based. <laughs> I'm sure it's it is. It's very much, what period is this stool? <laughs> <laughs> well, Alan presented this to us at the Museum of Comedy during one of our live shows and it is something that maybe we could weave into a live show at some point. In fact, later on in this episode, as well as the excerpt from our book, we're also going to talk a little bit about picture quizzes. So actually this this could be ideal for yes. if you if you are trying to do a picture quiz then antiques is a it's quite a good one to like i would say antique chairs i might have a decent go at recognizing an eames or a robin day uh i'm just trying to think what other chairs chessfield i probably know that egg chair egg chair could do that yeah uh but the, I, I like, especially when I'm watching things like Bargain Hunt or Antiques Roadshow, when they have an unusual object and they're trying to get people to guess what it was used for. I yes. love that bit. I mean, this has even got some of them. So I don't know the difference between a Canterbury and a Cellaret, but I'm going to find out. Ooh, These okay. are little pieces of furniture. Um, I'd love it all. Oh, because I would love to be in my own home and say to someone, just pop it on the Canterbury, darling. No, don't just put pop my drink on the Canterbury. I shall I shall take it later. Um, what Would kind you put it on a Canterbury or in a Canterbury? I, I don't know. I don't know what a Canterbury is, mate. I've got literally no <laughs> idea. Because some of these are, some of these items are things you would put something in. Yes. And some uh, you you would put them on, or or both. That one's got a lid that you could use as a as a little side table. Well, maybe that's the quiz in or on. In or in or on. <laughs> would you use it for eating, drinking, or would you use it for telling the time? <laughs> This is an absolutely fascinating quiz book, but it's very, I would say it's very visual. Okay. Um, well, let's do descri- the power of description. The power of description. You describe a thing and then I'll have to say what it is. Or <laughs> describe something, ask me the question, and then I'll give an answer. Completely uninformed. <laughs> okay. Um, 
This Victorian 28-inch long cast metal lion was designed as what? Uh, okay. It's right. A, it's, it's a 20, 20, it's 28 <laughs> inches long. It's 28 cast, inches. Cast metal. Of cast Nothing metal. Like. Well, I mean, doorstop, you would think. Fire guard. Doorstop um, is an option. Okay. Uh, doorstop, fire guard, or um, protective item, like, you know, sort of guarding against curses or household bad luck. Um, your options are doorstop, mm-hmm. chenet. A chenet. Um, fire dog or statuette. Now, fire dog, you know, statuette would be a bit boring if it's just a statuette. So, a fire dog. Now, a chenet. I'm interested in what a chenet might I'm be. I'm going to find out what a chenet is um, live. A chenet. It would be funny if it turns oh, out to be a dildo a or something. I don't know. Chenet. Um, I'm going to say, I started off thinking doorstop, I'm going to say fire dog. I should have stuck with your with your uh, instinct. Uh, it was, it was a doorstop. Um, a chenet or an andiron is a, a pair of metal supports for firewood used on a hearth. Okay, so it's fire. Yeah, they were all fire to related, gu- as you, you might imagine fire. from a Victorian item. The fire made route. of metal. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. When we did Antiques Road Trip and we went yes. to some, you know, architectural salvage yard in uh, in, in the valleys. I had to have a look at a lot of things that were sort of fire related and that I didn't understand. <laughs> what I thought just great big ugly old hunks of metal. Mm-hmm. And apparently lovely Sir Hat, my expert, was like, Oh no, this could be worth <laughs> a fortune. None of it was in the end. No, <laughs> no but I, I I do think we were scuppered by that that auction house. I don't think they I don't think they publicised our glorious items enough. Yeah, no, exactly. Well I'd have bloody put some welly into it the, 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 what they should do is you do antiques road trip and then you have to go and actually auction the things yourself because <gasps> i'd be flashing a nipple i'd be like what do you need guys what's gonna make what's gonna make you take them not that me flashing a nipple but you know what i mean I'd, i would really i think you'd have something more to lose i had to do um an auction the other night i was hosting a dinner thing and uh they had to auction off a bottle of champagne now listen it was a we've talked about champagne bottle sizes frequently and it was i think it was just a jeroboam no it wasn't a jeroboam yeah jeroboam how many is that jeroboam uh jeroboam is three three yeah it might have been a jeroboam i think um but yeah and i had to it, it turns out actually being an auctioneer is a very particular skill yes and i ended up like getting really scared because there were two people and i was like this is too much to pay Oh God! This is, and it was for back, charity guys. and everything. But I was like, "Really? You're you gonna, sure? You're going to regret this in the morning, guys." Oh my God! So yeah, you need to have definitely a yeah. different set of skills than than I do to be an auctioneer successful. Well, do you know where the the word bureau comes from? Oh, I don't. What's the derivation? Is it? Is this multiple choice? No, this is this is. Uh, I'm deriving this from a an introductory paragraph oh, okay, to the to the section on bureau. Okay, bureau. An with entire an X. chapter on bureau. Yes, plural. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure you could hear the X. On I the could hear that. that, your beautiful French X. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's Jenny's silent French X. That's the <laughs> title of her sex tape. <laughs> uh, where does the word bureau come from? It goes all the way back to Latin, burrus, which is russet red. 
it's a particular shade of red Very and that nice. was the the dye used in the cloth that was often used to protect writing surfaces. Well, very good. There you go. There Don't you go. say I, I had no idea goes. about that. <laughs> now, do you want to do me any more antiquesy uh, questions or should we move no, on to my should, book? Let's let's see what you've got because I want to know what you've got from the 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 dusty shelves. Uh well, yes, my offering for Quiz Book Club this week is Michael Caine. Not many people know that. Excellent. Which uh, in itself, uh, you know, the impression that people used to do was always not a lot of people know that, wasn't it? Yeah, inaccurate. Inaccurate. So Michael has written a book to set that to to rest. I remember this book, but I've not seen it in many years. Yes. There was a sequel as well, wasn't there? Not many people know that either or something. It may well have been. I picked it up in the charity shop. It was published in 1984. Mm. uh, And it is extraordinarily... Uh, it's the royalties from this book are donated to the National Playing Fields Association. Oh, which is good of Sir good Michael. Good Michael. Good lad. Very good. And there's a big, big section about the work of the National Playing Fields Association, and it is uh, worth reading. But the format of this book is it's an amazing almanac, and so every day there is a list of facts. And oh. what I have discovered through looking through this is quite often the they're on fairly shaky ground. <laughs> Or they're more factoid than fact. Yes, some of them... They resemble a fact. Can I just tell you this one? May the 9th. The Turks consider it very unlucky to step on a piece of bread. I mean... Wow, there's a lot to unpack in that one short <laughs> sentence. There is. Um, there is that. And I, I have sort of tried to verify some of these facts. It's, ca- it's kind of... Uh, well, it's just unfortunate to step on bread in whatever culture, right? Yeah. You don't want to waste bread. No, I it mean, means someone's dropped some bread. That's sad. Yeah, there's bread wastage. It's you know, don't. Turkish bread is gorgeous. You get though. chucked out of Greg's. Um, yeah, Turkish bread, floofy, it's sort of floofy. Oh. oh, it's delicious. Um, but so what I thought I'd do with this book is uh, I am going to pick some dates that mean something to the production team here. Ah. Uh, and I'm going to share some facts with you. Thank you. Um, so, Jenny Ryan, now your birthday, I should know this. You should know this. It's the 2nd of April. 2nd of April. Look, they, I was hovering around the end you of were. March. And then uh, 2nd of April. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so, on the day of your birth, uh, Charlemagne, the first Holy Roman Emperor, was born today in about 742. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. In about seven foot. I mean, it's like I love the fact that they've born on the second second, may or may not have been seven foot. Some chroniclers at the time describe him as a giant, for in an age where the average height was well below that of today, he is said to have been over seven feet tall. Well, he would have been said to be. Said to be a a literal giant, really. Yes. uh, There's a lot, again, a lot there that we're not sure about. Um, It was was a tall lad who's strapping. Tall lad, Charlemagne. That's how you get to be the Holy Roman Emperor. It was uh, largely, probably, you did need to be a bit intimidating at that point. Um, Even the smallest volcano has more potential power at its disposal than the largest earthquake or hurricane. Okay. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I can't dispute that, but I don't know what what Michael's measure is. No. Michael's measure. I I really do like the mental image that Michael Caine has just sat there personally (laughs) going... He's he's not looked anything up. He's like, this is everything I know. Write it down. That is a book I would absolutely read. Just sort of... I reckon if you said to celebrities, 
write down all the facts you know it would be a really fascinating book because it would be like what would come to mind and where would you put it 99% of all the forms of life that have ever existed on the earth are now extinct yeah and they were all born on the 2nd of April (laughs) they were all seven year unspecified (laughs) oh good lord there is a multi-storey brothel in Hamburg, Germany, which operates with the tacit approval of the government. I mean, true then and true now. Sex work in Germany not, is... Uh, not just in Hamburg, surely. Yeah. I'm sure there, there must be more than one multi-storey. <laughs> I mean... God. Several... Oh. Yeah, you've just got several floors. Well done. It's grim, isn't it? The, uh, but then it again, makes it feel like a car park. Yeah. It's all like open air and a, a, a smelly stairwell. Oh, I know. Chip coin operated and mm. uh, maybe, yeah, there's a sort of valeting service on the third floor we can have. A, anyway, also just, you just go, was this Michael Caine? Like, was this a, no, it probably Approved. <laughs> During the Middle Ages, the clergy, almost without exception, were the only people who were able to read and write. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, they were they were the leading lights in reading and writing, but yeah, yeah. But it's one of those books that you sort of go, yeah, okay, fair can't enough. can't fault it that much, but it's not possibly that a bit it? strong. Amanda, what's your birthday, babe? Fifteenth of May. Fifteenth of May. It's a very good day to be born. Mm. Taurus, uh, best mate is the fifteenth. My mum was the sixth. Ah, right. May the 15th. On 15th of May 1948, the Australian touring team scored a world record total of runs in one day. In just under six hours, they made 721 all out against Essex at South Church Park, South End. Wow. Oh, okay. Shall we? I tell you what the game we're going to play here is we stop when we get to one that we care about. <laughs> Let's do that. The one that makes us sort of interesting. Yeah, these, they're just, they're just sort of, they're all shrug facts, these. Uh, the mad Emperor Caligula once decided to go to war with the Roman god of the sea, Poseidon, and ordered his soldiers to throw their spears into the water at random. Did that happen on the 15th of May? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, OK. No. <laughs> I mean, what's that got to do with I mean, the 15th of May? I think I there's, all, there's always know. one that, that starts on the 15th of May, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, the, or whatever the, rest, the date is, and yeah, then the, the rest, rest are just a bit random. Shove them in. Fred Astaire's first screen test notes read, can't act, can't sing, can, can dance, dance a, little. a little. Yeah, we know that yeah. one. Uh, Sigmund Freud's friends paid the Nazis £20,000 to allow him out of Germany just before the start of World War Two. He died 18 months later. Freud's friends. Freud's friends. It's good to say. Yep. Um, only one Western film has ever been directed by a woman. Sadly, that probably is still At this true. point. From 1984. There's probably, you know. I think there's, there's been a couple more since then. But... Did um, Jane Campion, she famously did a, didn't she? Oh, Who did Year think... of the Dog or whatever it's called? Oh, yeah. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, God, I'm sorry, listeners. I really, Michael Caine, I feel, has let us down a little bit. Shall I do my birthday? Yeah. 30th of January. Mm, 27th, but oh. 27th of January. you were as near as I was to either of yours, so that's fine. <laughs> we're never going to finish this. None of these are... Oh, OK, here we go. OK, so for January the 27th, Charles Dodgson, best known as Lewis Carroll, author of, author of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, was born today in 1832. He claimed that he wrote 98,721 letters in the last 37 years of his life. That is an average of over seven letters a day. Yeah, people write a lot of letters in those days, didn't they? (laughs) To make just one pound of honey, bees must collect nectar from over two million separate flowers. Yeah. Yes. The Dutch army is unionised. That's actually quite interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Because a lot of sort of armed forces and things aren't allowed to unionise. Yeah. The the police aren't allowed to go on strike, really, are they? No, no, the army can't strike. rules against it. Oh, that's interesting. Should we stop there? Uh... One more. Not, One more fact. Not all dinosaurs were huge and frightening. In fact, True. some were as small as chickens. <laughs> yeah, we know. We all see Jurassic <laughs> we Park, that. Mickey. 
We all knew. Cats have no facility for tasting sugar. I like the short oh, ones. Oh, I like that. that you're there, just we like, there we now go. Now we're talking. Australian earthworms can grow up to 10 feet in length. <laughs> the eye of a giant squid is larger than the person's head. I'm just going to carry on doing this. No, I like the cats. Yeah, all cats right. Let's cats can't taste sugar. Okay. Cats have no facility for tasting sugar. Well, thank you, Michael Caine. Not many people know that. Not um, many people did know that one, to be fair. So now, we enjoyed Michael Caine's book um, and the the National Playing Fields Association. This just in, Jen. Yeah. They do still exist, yep. but under a different name. Yes, yes. Fields in Trust. There you go. They're still doing the same work as, as they ever have done. So, yeah. yeah. Keep keep it up, lads yeah. and lasses but- and others bung a few quid wherever we can now uh, on the subject of books of course uh, our book which we very much stand by as I'm sure Michael Caine stood by his <laughs> at the time um, our <laughs> fabulous book Fingers on Buzzers is available and the very kind people at Bonnier Books who published it have said we can give you a little sneak peek <gasps> a little exclusive preview um, of the audiobook oh, a pre here a pre, uh, pre yes, listen. a pre ord Yeah, that's. I don't know. Yes, whatever it is, a pre, a pre thing. Um, sneaky peeky, a sneaky, sneaky listen, oral peeky. Yes, uh, and anyway, yes, we've got we've got an excerpt from the book. That's what we're trying to say, <laughs> and it is here for your listening pleasure now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Countdown Fact File. Name. Countdown. Dates 1982 to present day, making it one of the longest-running TV quiz shows. Hosts. Richard Whiteley, Des Lynham, Des O'Connor, Jeff Stelling, Nick Hewer, Anne Robinson and Colin Murray. However, on this show, the co-hosts are equally important. Notable mentions include Carol Vorderman, Susie Dent and Rachel Riley. Concept. Contestants compete against the clock as they undertake a series of word and number tasks. Countdown. Solving puzzles or riddles against the clock has been done in many ways on TV. Sometimes you have to stand up while you're doing it and maybe run about a bit, the cube, the crystal maze, but sometimes you're allowed simply to sit behind a desk. 
Countdown is hands down the grand champ of the sit-down puzzling shows. Everybody knows that it launched Channel 4 in 1982 and Richard Whiteley soon became everyone's favourite cheesy uncle. Then it was hosted with varying degrees of success by some newcomers until it was delivered into the safe hands of Colin Murray in 2022. The show is based on an original French format, Des Chiffres et des Lettres, and thanks to my 324-day streak on Duolingo, I know this means figures and letters. There are only three elements to the gameplay. One, teasing the longest word possible out of a random selection of nine letters. Two, making a randomly generated three-digit number out of six smaller numbers. Three, unscrambling a conundrum, a perfect nine-letter anagram. As we constantly say, when coming up with a format, simplicity is your friend. The fact that everyone on the show is very familiar with the rules allows the producers to add other fun elements to spice things up a bit. There's Susie Dent helping out with defining the words and increasing our love of the English language a little bit more every day. There's Rachel Riley showing us how to do the sums. There's a celebrity guest telling stories, making up poems or just being Giles Brandreth. He's the most popular of the Dictionary Corner residents with over 300 appearances. That's a lot of novelty jumpers. Countdown is such a winning formula that it's even become a wildly successful nighttime comedy panel show in partnership with 8 out of 10 cats. The contestants on Countdown are allowed to come back up to eight times when they become Octo-Champs, which must be the coolest thing ever. Family Fortunes Fact File Name, Family Fortunes, based on the American Family Feud, with many spin-offs and variations, see below. Dates, 1980 to present day, with a few gaps. Hosts, Bob Monkhouse, Max Bygraves, Les Dennis, Andy Collins, Vernon Kay, and Gino DeCampo. Prize. Cash, 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 plus a car or holiday for the winners and some spot prizes. Concept. Families battle other families to work out how other people think. Family fortunes. Legend has it that Bob Monkhouse himself rejected the American title Family Feud because he thought it sounded too aggressive. His decision has been resolutely vindicated. Family Fortunes is one of the cosiest and cuddliest shows on the telly. The format is another triumph of simplicity. A family, captained by its mouthiest member, plays off against another, and they have to name things in categories, trying to guess which of those things will be the most popular. They win cash corresponding to the number of people out of 100 who gave that answer, so it's in their interest to gauge the national mood carefully. It's kind of a reverse pointless, if you will. At the end of the show, the family that scored the most points gets to nominate two members to answer five questions against the clock. It's fascinating to watch an early episode side by side with a contemporary one. The format may have remained the same, but everything else has changed. The set these days is a big showbiz affair with glittering city lights. In the early days, the set featured an answer board so lo-fi it made CFAX look like 8K UHD. The contestants also exude more confidence. Some of the early participants look like they're in a hostage situation rather than a TV game show. Of course, the makeup of the families has changed. Max Bygraves raised an eyebrow when he had to introduce an unmarried couple who live together, but now there are many more blended families, step-parents and same-sex couples. Even when they ask the same questions over the series, you get very different answers in different eras. I've seen the question, name something you might do on a first date, answered with go to a roller disco in the 1980s and book a hotel room in the 2020s. Host with the most, Les Dennis. 
All the hosts have had their charms. Slick Bob and Cuddly Max set the show up, but they handed it on to a host who was slick, cuddly and absolutely delightful. Les was known to all as a comic and impressionist, but he was a game show natural. Plus, he did manage to smuggle that incredible Mavis Riley impression into the show every now and then. The winning contestants regularly swept Les off his feet in their excitement at the end. So evident was their affection for him. Les joined Family Fortunes in 1987 in the wake of a huge personal tragedy. He told us, When I went into Family Fortunes, I'd been in a double act with Dustin G, and Dustin died on the 3rd of January 1986. People said, what is Les going to do? I'd lost my comedy partner, and I'd lost this extraordinary career that was happening for both of us. My agent at the time said, they want you to consider Family Fortunes. And I remember thinking, no, I can't do that. I won't be any good at it, because I hadn't worked with the public in that sense. I learned on the job, and luckily they let me do that. In the first series, we did 26 shows in four weeks. Having watched particularly Bob, I thought, I am going to have a joke for every contestant. And that's what I did for the first few shows before I realised I should let it come organically. That's Bob's style. And I was trying to emulate someone else's style. Les is regularly asked about his favourite of the legendary wrong answers from the show, but he told us about a lesser known one involving one of his family fortune's predecessors. The question was, name something associated with Dracula. You'd think bats, teeth, coffin, steak. He went, Bob Monkhouse. No idea to this day what he was thinking. Les Dennis, host of Family Fortunes. Who were the hundred people in We Asked a Hundred People? The contestants. The people that were coming in for the series. We would give them the questions for the next series. That's why we got so many silly answers. If you want to include a quickfire round in your home quiz, you might need to improvise a bit. Jenny says, We can't all have a sophisticated system of buzzers that can work out to the millisecond which contestant was fastest. I mean, I do, of course, but most homes don't have the luxury. Buzzing at home, here are some things to bear in mind. Needle in a haystack. Giving your opposing players buzzers with distinct sounds will make the quizmaster's job much easier. If everyone is buzzing by tapping their glass, then it will be impossible to work out who is first. Also, you'll probably have broken glass, red wine stains and tinnitus to deal with by the end of the night. Not all buzzers are equal. Players using an electronic buzzer might have a quicker reaction time than someone who has to, say, pick up and shake a maraca. This isn't always a bad thing. You can use it as a handicap system to temper your stronger quizzes and give others a chance. Noise control. Perhaps just have one buzzer per team. Signed, your neighbours. Top tip. Raid the games cupboard and the charity shop. There are loads of board games, not just quiz-related ones, that have a buzzer in the box. Or there are plenty of other things around the gaff that will do the job. We've tested out a few things we found around the house and rated their usefulness as a buzzer. Bee in a cup. One out of ten. Impractical and also we should be protecting bees, not forcing them to work for us. Wasp in a cup. Zero out of ten. Hazardous, although this may happen anyway if you're having a garden party quiz with sugary beverages. Medic alert button. Zero out of ten. It will test some reactions, but Nan will be furious. Whatever instrument the kids are learning at school, 9 out of 10, bound to be attention-grabbing and shrill. Doorbell, 2 out of 10. Classic button-pressing format, but you won't be able to hear the questions properly from the doorstep. Torch, 8 out of 10. Excellent for deaf quizzes, but the QM will need an assistant to keep an eagle eye out. 
The most lo-fi solution is just getting your contestants to shout out their name or any word or noise. You can be quite strict with this. If someone shouts out the answer without first remembering to honk, squeak or sing the opening bars of Beethoven's Fifth, feel free to deny them a point. The number one rule of quizzing is that you have to follow the rules. Quiz Countdown The final round of Countdown, the famous Countdown conundrum, can be fiendishly tricky. The premise is that they've mixed up a nine-letter word and you need to unscramble it. We've come up with a list of our favourite nine-letter word anagrams. Plus, we've given you a little Countdown-style clue that might help you guess it. For example, on Countdown, you might choose a snot cannon, consonant, or the most musical animal is the cart horse, orchestra. Here are some more to solve. Question one. If you're feeling sluggish, you might need some light care. Question two. I decided to say I do because of a heart bolt. Question three. I find it objectionable when a male hoots. Question four. A cry in the dark from a dingo goth. Question five. You're very bold when you mesh seals. Question six. I have a traffic-stopping black door. Question seven. This branch of science might give you a moral clue. Question eight. Are you getting rid of that shoe, Basil? Question nine. First thing in the morning, you should bake farts. And question ten. This diplomatic HQ needs clean-outs. And if you want to check the spellings of any of those words, then do consult the PDF. And of course, you can come up with these yourselves. You could use an online anagram generator or just an old-fashioned pen and paper and your brain. There we go, a little uh, sort of literary special, I suppose, of Fingers on Buzzers there. Yeah, uh, we love the books. Listening. We love all books, anything with the quiz in it, and especially our own. So uh, <laughs> uh, we will be back next time with another episode of Fingers on Buzzers. Yes, not a lot of people know that. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.